Have you ever wondered what librarians really do all day? Why does a person choose to become a librarian? Learn the answers to these questions and more on Library Life. My name is Lisa. I'm a youth librarian at the Westerville Public Library. We'll go behind the scenes and talk to librarians to see what they do to make all of that library magic happen. I'm your guide through the looking glass. So close your eyes, open your ears, and listen. Welcome to Library Life. I've got a great episode for you today. My co-worker Anne is going to be here talking about her experience with library school. She is a recent graduate. Anne, why don't you say hello and tell everybody what you do here at the Westerville Library. Hi, I'm Anne, obviously. I uh, work as a customer service assistant. I've been here for about two and a half years, and that means I you'll see me at the front desk, at the media desk, at the drive-up window. I check items in and out for people. I make recommendations and sometimes help with programming. So it's a little bit of a catch-all role. Yes, you definitely busy bee. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just dive right in. What made you decide to go get a master's degree in library science? Well, I worked in communications for about 20 years and reached a point where it was time for something new. And I kind of was anxious to get out from behind a desk all the time. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was volunteering at Worthington Libraries, and it just occurred to me that libraries kind of incorporate everything that I really love into one profession. And that's things like I like pop culture, music, movies, books, travel, animals. And I love talking to people. So it just all kind of came together that that might be an area that I'd be good in. And luckily, everything fell into place. I was able to leave my previous job and I was able to work here at Westerville Library while I went to school at Kent State. That's awesome. And I imagine with a communications background, there's a lot of that you can put into practice at the library. Definitely, definitely. We we do a lot of writing and, well, obviously a lot of communicating, just speaking to people and kind of understanding their needs. Yes, absolutely. And I know that you're, like I said, a recent graduate. So tell me about your schooling experience. You've gone to school completely online, correct? Yeah, yeah. My class was the first one to do it totally online. Cool. And what's been the benefit of going to school online? Well, it wasn't easy for sure. I mean, it definitely took some getting used to. But in my case, this would have been the only way that I could attend grad school because of the flexibility. That was the big thing. The way it works is you would get assignments on Sunday for the week, and that would include readings, lectures, maybe a video to watch, an assignment, discussion boards, like all the things that you had to complete during that week. And then you could do it on your own time, any time between that initial day and then the following weeks. So it allowed for a lot of flexibility. Yeah, especially when you're working and, you know, as an adult, you have to maintain not only a job, but also, you know, doing your laundry and cooking food. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not a parent, but there are a lot of folks in my class who were. So it really gives you a lot of a chance to just, you know, do it after the kids go to sleep or whatever. So <laughs> yes. And what's been your favorite class? Well, I really liked all of my electives. I kind of specialized in public libraries. There were three classes that I took on services and resources for different age groups. One was for youth, one was teens, and one was adults. And there's just so many specialized services for different age groups that I just really got a lot out of those. Kind of combined, they kind of give you this toolkit of all these different databases and services and resources and online, you know, homework help, all kinds of things like that. 
that are specialized just for particular age groups. I really liked all of my public library classes. There was one on acquisitions where you learned about how to purchase books for the library and weed books out of the collection to make room for new items. Mm -hmm. And my marketing class was also a lot of fun, learning about how to best market the library to different types of people. Yes, those are all important skill sets. I think more and more libraries are having their own marketing departments, but I think as a general rule, that's something very new or that they don't have that at all. Right. In my previous life working in communications, a lot of that was in marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I had some experience in it, but it's kind of a specialized because, I mean, you really, libraries can't be all things to all people, but you have to try to be as much as you can to as, as wide of an audience as you can encapsulate in that. Yes, I agree. I I kind of think of a librarian and myself as we're generalists for most things and we know how to access and find stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and we each have our own personal, like you said, you know, you love music and, you know, your communications background and we each have our own kind of expertise in a certain subject, but exactly, we know a little about a lot and we know how to find more. And, you know, one of our challenges, too, is that we st- people still think of just books when they think of the library. And the way they're evolving now is libraries are more of community Absolutely. centers. This is one thing we talked about in school. So people are coming to us for things like resume help and learning, you know, how to use Microsoft Office or job skill building. Immigrants, you know, come here to, to get some help with becoming naturalized citizens, things like that. So, you know, it's not just helping people find books and movies. It's also sort of helping people navigate big moments in their lives. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Have you been able to put what you learned in school into practice while working in the library? Yeah, every day. I, the schooling that I took had a lot of practical experience integrated into the learning. So I got a chance to do a lot of hands-on things. But here at the library every day, we are very lucky to work somewhere where we are allowed to help out in different departments and shadow just to get some hands-on experience in other areas. So one of the things that I use pretty much every day is some of the social work aspects that we've learned about in class how to help all people, adults, kids, seniors, the homeless, immigrants, people with special needs, homeschoolers, that comes in handy every single day, just kind of understanding where they're coming from and what some of their needs might be. Yes. And right now I'm working on a a video program that's allowing me to kind of use what I learned about program building. There's a little bit of an art to that, (laughs) which I'm sure you know, Lisa. Yes. Using that video software, that's something that I can also use maybe down the line. As I learn it myself, I could help other people learn how to use it. And also, you know, some aspects of marketing as well. Absolutely. And even though like my library schooling was, I'm trying to think when I graduated. I think I graduated in 2013. Mm Like I got introduced to Audacity, which is an audio editing program that I actually use right now. Yes, yes. There's a lot of things that I reflect on going to school that was very useful. I mean, maybe that's just because of the nature of Kent State and that particular program, but I felt pretty much every class I took was was useful in some regards. Yeah. Well, and even in our everyday lives now, pretty much everything we do can come in handy in the job. Absolutely. It's like anytime you learn something new, like a new computer program or you, you know, learn about a new, like a nonprofit group that might be a helpful recommendation for somebody, we can always sort of file it away and use it later. Someday somebody will come in and say, hey, I need to learn how to use Audacity. And Lisa will say, 
I know how to do that. So I would love to teach some of the like the tweens how to use it. Yeah, they would have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the basic features are very, very simple. There's some more in-depth things, but honestly, I don't use them. So yeah, yeah. For the listeners, if you didn't catch on in the state of Ohio, and also, honestly, most states across the United States, you need to have a master's degree to be considered a librarian. I think a lot of people are still surprised by that, too. Yes, they are. There's different types of librarians. So Anne and I work here at the Westerville Library, which is a public library, but there's also academics. So that's working at a university. There's like if you were a librarian in a school. And I know that if you're a librarian in the school, at least a public school, you also have to have a teaching degree. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of education around being a public school librarian. Yes. In general, we have a lot of education, I think. Yeah. You can do museum work as well. And and a really up and coming area in library science now is the technical aspect, creating databases and managing them. And like archiving mm-hmm. is, is going to be a big deal. I know the Kent State program has evolved since you've been there. And even while I was there for two years, they started changing courses already to reflect the new need. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that's such a wide range of skill sets as well. So, you know, if you are interested in library science, there's a wide variety of jobs. I know me personally, I could not build a database. Not necessarily because of the technical skills, but like the attention to detail that you need. Yeah. I can't handle that for long periods of time. I don't do well with numbers. I'm a words Mm -hmm. person. So I'm like, when we had to study some of that stuff, and I was going to bring this up with our next topic, a lot of statistics and a lot of just numerical organization, Mm -hmm. and it just makes my head spin. So it's an area that's definitely fit for a certain type of person, and it's not me. I will say I am much more organized numerically, but just in general at work than I am in my whole life. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. I think you have to be. Yeah, same here. So anything else you want to share about getting a degree in library science? Yeah, what I wanted to bring up was kind of the surprising depth of information that we have to know, particularly around statistics, which I kind of wasn't expecting. As librarians, we kind of always have to show how we're spending our money and how that the value that we're giving patrons out of every dollar we spend. So our funding actually depends on it. We have to always be on top of who's using the library and make sure our services are tailored to meet the needs. For example, right now, COVID happening, you know, we're really ramping up our online offerings, ebooks, virtual story times, and figuring out ways that we can reach people at a socially distanced way, virtually, or, you know, when they they do their pickups, you know, we're just opening up the drive up window and dropping them outside for them. But we need to understand, you know, what's the best mix of offerings, how many electronic services we have on hand versus hard copies, when to pull off old items to make way for new items and how to make good financial decisions. So we have to constantly analyze and adjust to make sure we're serving those needs and our financial life depends on that too. Absolutely. You know, I think we're lucky here because we're a big enough library that we have our own HR and finance people Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not one person doing multiple hats. Right, exactly. At smaller libraries, they may have just Mm -hmm. one person handling a number of jobs, you know, acquisitions and financial matters all at once. So that's not unusual. And, you know, different needs for different groups. But also, you know, I think that Whistlerville has done a good job of making sure they have the right people in the right areas so that they don't make those mistakes. 
Sure. Yeah. And we are very lucky that we have such a supportive community. Like I feel like the people of Westerville just really love the library and we love our patrons. We feel very supported. And so we're very lucky. And also we just want to make sure that they really understand too, how much stuff we offer that they may not even know about. So we try to do our best to get that out there. That's a common theme, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think that goes back to the marketing aspect of that's pretty new in libraries. It's even relatively new here. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the aspect of social media and like communication, how do you tell people, especially right now when we're not talking to our patrons, you know, we can get word of mouth. Right. The youth department and the outreach, you know, we go to schools and daycares and we talk about the different things that we offer. But when we can't do that, how do you reach people? Sure. It takes a lot of uh, creative thinking. We're limited now, like you said. But Mm -hmm. when we reopen to, you know, we just opened our innovation lab at the beginning of this year, getting the word out about that. I think people just by nature of wandering around the library become curious and just ask. Absolutely. But when we're closed, we have to be a little creative. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we end every episode of Library Life with a book recommendation. So do you have a book that you would like to share with us? I do. I am a huge fan of Carl Hyacin, all of his books for adults and kids. But the one I'm going to recommend today is one of his youth books. It's called Chomp. Mm -hmm. And it is hilarious. (laughs) It's about a reality show wildlife guy who looks a little familiar to uh, a real life one whose name I'm not going to mention. But he basically fakes his roughing it scenes and then he actually does get lost in the Everglades uh, and has to seek some help from the locals. And it is absolutely hilarious. Has some great sweet moments really unforgettable characters and basically just a little something for everyone and adults and kids can both read it yes i would agree with that i've, I've read that whole series and <laughs> he's funny i've read i haven't read all of his adult stuff but i've read some of it and there's some of the same characters in the kind of young adult versions of the books most of his books take place in florida and mm-hmm. he usually has like a little bit of an environmental bent to every subject so it just makes for like some fun animal encounters and <laughs> outdoor yes. adventures. So highly recommend. Yes. Animals, mystery and humor is yes. Mayhem. Mayhem. <laughs> yes. yes. Mayhem. Yeah. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. That was a great recommendation. I love that series too. Thank you cool. for joining us and telling the world <laughs> about going to <laughs> library school. That's uh, definitely something that people should look into. We always need more library staff and more librarians out there. I would highly recommend anyone who has an interest to go into it because there is a lot of opportunity there. And, and I really, really enjoyed it. I'm very happy to be here. So if you live in Ohio, Kent State is awesome. Kent State is the only accredited library science master's degree in our state right now. Most of us have gone there. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's very true. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Thank you all for listening to Library Life. We'll be back with another episode in a future day. Bye. Bye.